tonight. Roy Hodgson's Crystal Palace show more punch than Arsenal ever expected as our winning streak comes to a grinding halt in a 2-2 draw. We talk about Shukdran Mustafi being divier than Jason Statham trying to get into the English Olympic diving team and ponder the antics of Wilfred Zaha. All this tonight on another Ask Brothers Rankcast. Welcome, Toby, to Yo. this the ninth uh, Ask Brothers Rankcast. Nine. Big number nine, mate. Wow. We've done it. Never never thought we'd get here. Never thought we'd get famous, mate, but we're here. We're here and we're, we're good to go. So after a long week, a late recording, Toby, we're here now on what is Wednesday evening at about 9.30. You've done an exam and you're brain dead. I've, uh, I am well and truly brain fucked. Yeah, but we'll, see, not... we'll, we'll see if I can pull it together for this. I'm not expecting great things from you this week, Toby, so I'm going to carry this ship. Going to carry it real good, like. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see. Maybe I can have a few beers and, and fire up. Crack one open, mate. Crack one open. Well, this is this is my exam celebration beer, so I should be on bloody cloud nine. But yeah, a little bit, a little bit tired and, and flat. So let's let's hope some some Arsenal speak will um will fire me up a little bit, and I can actually remember the game, which was few days ago. It, it is a bit difficult sometimes now, isn't it, when it's 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 kind of three days out, you've got to go back through your notes. But mm. And prime... I, I was I was ready on Monday too. I was I was up for it. You I know, couldn't I had, do it on had Monday. My I, was, notes fresh. I was shit faced. I've been at a corporate golf day all day drinking wine and getting my second lot of sunburn for the weekend, so probably not my best possible state to record a podcast. Hmm. Ah, straight into it then, mate, as we've started off with such a extreme level of, of smoothness running into this pod. Extreme Where? level of flatness. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Dear mate, listener. We've got to get some beers in, mate. We've got to get some beers in, and then we'll see where it goes. And I think the best place to start, Toby, is the first question of the pod. Who fucking approved that mint green away kit? Oh yeah, I was going to write a note about that. I don't even think I. No, I did. I did. My my Riffic. second note. My second note after the lineup was terrible kit. So, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. How and we've Riffic. had we've had some good awake. I love the 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 gunmetal grey and and fluorescent pink last year. I actually considered buying that. I thought that was very good. I thought that was a very good awake kit. As far as I'm concerned, Arsenal are either red and white. Or in yellow, those are the two acceptable colours for an Arsenal kit for me. Mm. Well, the yellow and blue, but this is the third kit. I don't know why they do it, but they. I do don't understand. There's no clash of colours. I understand there's commercial agreements. They've got different kits for different things, but I mean, I just looked at it and I thought, I just hate watching Arsenal in this kit. I think someone put up a stat saying that we tr- we don't play well in our third kit either. And I wonder whether there's some well, kind of players like, don't bloody recognise us. There's no pride in that kit. No pride for the shirt when it's a, a mint green shirt, Toby. Um, mm. As far as the shirt being surprising, outside of obviously Monreal not returning, are there any surprises for you in the starting lineup? I, only Xhaka at left back, but that, that was out of necessity. Um, and everything else was kind of 
what we were asking for and I, I felt justified according to last week's performances as well, you know. We called for Mikatarian on the right. He didn't play very well, so he got axed. We called for Awobi on the right and, and, and we, we got him because he, he finished the last game very well on the right and, and we'll get into it later, but, you know, I, I didn't realise the extent of how bad he is on the right because he played very well a couple of times when he'd switched over recently. Uh, so, I, re- I refuse. Look, we'll get into that later on. I refuse to mm. take that as a direct line because yeah, when you're, well, not, I playing, certainly when you're not playing it. with width and you're not playing with the right wing backs and when so much of Emery does has to do with wing backs. Yeah. Um, but then again, yeah. you know, I didn't think Iwobi was good in the first half when he had Bellerin. So that's another counterpoint to that counterpoint. But before we start talking about everything, let's try and stay within what we were looking at. Mustafi and Holding, again. Yeah, I was I was a bit surprised that Socrates wasn't there, but I, I, I wrote why not. Well, I wasn't because he's just back from injury. Yeah. He's played a game in Europe. I didn't expect him to start. And I have actually thought that Holding had been holding up his end quite well. He's had a couple of shady moments in games where he's maybe not great at moving the ball out of his feet. But Mustafi has definitely been on the improve. Mm. So obviously I didn't have a crystal ball at this point and no Mustafi was going to Mustafi. Mm. But when it actually ran out, I sort of went, yep, cool. I don't mind this. The one thing that when the lineups came out, not that I got nervous about, but I did write down, this is a a brand new partnership, Torreira and Genduzzi. So these guys haven't really worked out a way of playing together yet. Mm. Could be okay. I wasn't particularly worried about it. I just thought it would be different because this Torreira Xhaka axis has been, had working been so well. prevalent. Yeah, and, and has been working well. I think Torreira makes Xhaka look like a better player definitely than what Xhaka is because he hides so many of his um, flaws. Uh, but other than that, you know. Wobes, Urzel obviously starting again. Love that he had the captain's armband. Mm. I was like, yep. Well, what, banging, once again, he earned, earned it last week, didn't he? So, yeah, so that was and, and I like that. It's something that I really like about Emery. Mm. You know, I, I like that he seems to be like, you're playing very well. I'm going to reward you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Uh, Awobi off the right. I've written down here, this is Toby's ideal front three. Yeah. This is the front three in the formation that you've been talking about. Yep. I was I was happy with it. I was I was genuinely happy with the with the team selection. So, what are you doing? Putting the fucking garbage out? No, I I've bought myself a um a pack of beers with a freezer block in it, so I don't have to move every time I have a beer. That's good. I have I, like I have it. like a picnic bag full of beers. <laughs> um, lacquer leading the line again. Yep, which. Is, I don't think is any surprise to anyone as far as his stats are, are turning out this year. And uh, the biggest thing that, that that sort of tweaked up for me was actually looking at our bench and just the sheer strength of it. Mm. Um, you know, with Socrates, Mkhitaryan, Welbeck, Rambo. You know, it's it's as far as benches go in the Premier League, I don't think outside of City you're going to find anyone who's got as much as many kind of alterations of the ability to change shape. Um, At least, I mean, in the offensive third, I think it's becoming pretty evident that 
in the defensive end. Man- we Manu, might have just maybe. let ourselves a bit shortchanged. I don't think Manu have the same bench, the, mm. the same quality bench that we do. Mm. Um, looking at the Palace team, not great. I mean, man for man, player for player. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they're that bad, to be honest. You know, I think they have a, a pretty, a pretty solid midfield. A pretty, you know, two fairly decent um, fullbacks. Uh, I don't think their centre of defence is is too bad. Their their keepers in pretty good form. Um, they have Zaha, who's who's a game changer. You know, maybe the best player outside the top six. Um, and that that big boy in the midfield that they bought. I don't know if they bought him from West Ham. Kuyute, the one who who earned Ku- the one who earned the yeah, penalty. Had, you know, lad had a lad had a good game you know, as well. You've got, um, I always want to call him Max Mosley, Max Meyer. You know, off Max off, Meyer, off another bench. another player, another player who Arsenal were looking at, yeah. who ended up not mm. at a top cup. Very sort of a Jean Michael Seri esque. Mm. Mm. Um, not in the style of player, but I mean another guy that the media outlets would lead you to believe was going to be some kind of a an answer for us. Mm. Isn't the funny thing about that that Torreira maybe got the least pre-transfer traction of all of those players who we were in for? Yeah, yeah, no, and and he's by far by far the best. But look, let's let's not go off on tangents tonight. Let's get into it. A difficult game to watch, in my opinion. A hard game to watch, in my opinion. An unentertaining game to watch. Un- unentertaining. You... Yeah, an unentertaining yeah. game for me. Um, just just purely from a whether this is a, a, a come down from you know the end of the Leicester game or the amazing play from the Leicester game, but you know leading into the first fifteen minutes of this game, it was a a, a back and forth, but a pretty slow back and forth, not really much happening, not really any chances 15 minutes in. What was your sort of feeling at the beginning of the game? That it was exactly what I thought it would be. I mean, we know what Hodgson does. I mean, we watched, we watched, we were England fans, you know, we watched how he set up, we watched how organised he was, we watched how comfortable he was, you know, setting up two banks of four and, you know, really setting up not to concede. And then, you know, he, he set his team up to really get in our faces and stifle us. So I said on the pod last week that I expected it to be a 1-0 scrap. Um, and I thought they broke us down, you know, fairly fairly well. You know, the, it's, it's unsurprising the chances we gave away because we have been doing that all season. Um, and that's reflected in the goal stats and the the... the you know, chances given stats. I think it's sixteen to six. Yeah. The the final the final chances. Yeah. And it you know, it heavily ties into a lot of what I was kind of banging on about in the first half an hour of the pod last week that, you know, this this quantity of of chances is just is just not acceptable well, for a team that well, I think what is going you were, to challenge. I think what you were getting at is we were waiting for a spanking. Yeah, it's just that we probably weren't expecting that to be Palace. But can I tell you this? I am much less angry this week, much less angry this week than last week because there are enough reasons, there is enough disjointedness 
when you take into account the Genduzi Terrera axis, not only their axis together not being well formed, but when you think about Urzel coming into form, the relationship Urzel's had dropping deeper and taking the ball off Xhaka, the fact that you've got Awobi moving on to another side, the fact that Xhaka is not a left back at all, then you've got Bellerin going off in the first half. So I'm actually less worried about how this game panned out because I think there are enough reasons around the external part of the team for me able to say this would have been difficult for Emery to be able to extrapolate how he thought this was going to work. And, and I thought it did work. Apart, Well, it worked well enough that we probably should have won the game still. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's where I disagree. I thought that Palace were worth at least a point. Mm. Were, were, were genuinely worth at least a point. No, fair play. If I had to give, If I had to give my three points to anyone on the pitch... Mm. this week mm. I wish I could have given them to Zaha because I thought he looked not only a class above within his own team mm. but he looked a class above as far as individual creation mm. for both teams wouldn't we wish Aubameyang was that type of player from from a wide forward role you know which which he yeah. isn't and we'll we'll get into that later yeah I, I think that's something that's going to come up later anyway mm. first two chances of the game are both built by Zaha a really great chance um, Townsend burns Xhaka early on crosses into Zaha Zaha kind of gives Leno the eyes and pulls it near post and, and hits the base of the post and that was really the start of about a 10 or 15 minute period for Palace starting to add out energy Arsenal early on which, considering we had played, was it three games in six days? Mm. Well, we should we should mention that as well for the performance, and you know, not to be too down, you know, on on a London derby and away match, you know, a point from that usually would be more than acceptable. So, which is what I said at the start of the show. I found myself less angry watching this game because there were enough things I could extrapolate out to say I kind of understood the performance. Really early on, I wrote down, I think it would have been about half an hour in, this feels like a performance of let's just go with them for long enough and hopefully we're going to be able to burn them mm. later on. Mm. But there was a little bit more a little bit more boring, possessive control in this game from Arsenal, very unpenetrative. Mm. Um the ball kept bouncing off a Wobi. I know I got into him last week. Oh, he was he was he was shit house. You were you were more justified in your scathing than perhaps I gave you credit for. I mean, maybe you were either really on the ball, you know, or maybe you just gone that little bit too early in, you know, in calling him out. But he was from very early on I could tell he was off and I wrote Wobes has already given the ball away twice, and then wrote in brackets "max explanation mark." So it was all a bit Juvenio again. Oh, he 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 really sucked. Like usually, I can for, for, forgive. <laughs> don't don't hold don't hold back. Yeah, Toby. don't try yeah, and no. make excuses for him. He just really sucked. No, and and what he was doing as well. He it wasn't just his role to drive forward. Like he was making us vulnerable on the counter. From, from his actions. It wasn't like he was trying something to push us forward. He was just kind of fucking up 
and in a situation where we were quite vulnerable because we've been pushing people forward. Dangerous situations were stemming from his poor judgment and it wasn't even, you know, at times where it was a make or break, you know, it was worth the risk because there was a through ball or there was something on. He was just running into traffic, head down a little bit, and he was the one getting closed down and losing it. And that's how I felt about him last week. Yeah. You know, there are, there are moments in games, I was saying last week, you know, where I really want him to get his head on the ball and, and make a smarter play. And I've, I've felt for the last two weeks he's been playing with his head down just a little bit. And it might be it might be a really silly thing that I picked up on, but I really think that he's getting the ball and he has almost a predetermined notion now of what he wants to attempt yeah. to try and do and he's trying to play at this ridiculously high can, pace. Can I say one thing that this is exactly what's happened last year and potentially even the year before when Wenger had all the trust in him. He's still young. He's still finding his game and the thing about young players is that they're going to be inconsistent. It's not that their ceiling isn't really high and that they can do the incredible and then they can be the man of the match as he often has this this season but they're just going to have those dips and I wonder whether this is the time to be bringing in those um, those seasoned veterans you know in that place maybe it's time to start the squad rotation much as Awobi has fought his way into the team and managed to play at a high mm. level he's also had a bit of a dip yeah I've been saying for three weeks it wasn't just last week I had a go at him. I said the week prior when I actually gave him positive points that I thought he had a really funny 10 or 15 minutes and I thought he was trying too hard. And then to last week when I didn't think he was good at all and then into this week. Mm. Mm. And I think there's an issue with when you're, you've decided that maybe this guy is a way of not spending 40 or 50 million on someone else mm. because it's kind of all eggs in one basket territory with Awobi, and that doesn't mean that I don't think Awobi is an excellent player, or I don't think that he has the ability to be at a high level. Mm. But with any young player, maybe it's time that he gets pulled out and popped on the bench for a week, yeah. and someone like Welbeck comes in, who's been in great form, that's, bagging that's right. goals. That's right, and, and as know. we know from those bench players, when another team is tiring, and you can use that power and, and athleticism, then that's going to work in your favour too. And then the, because of the coach that we have now, you're going to be rewarded. It's very likely within a game or two with those performances, you're going to be back in the first 11. And, and I fucking I fucking love that. That's that's what I love about our new coach slash manager. And I worry that as Arsenal fans, we tr- we naturally we return to kind and we start looking for an 11. Wenger had us built that way for 22 mm. years, mate. You know, so I think in some ways we're like, oh, he's gotten the team, we need to keep him. No. But we don't. No. You know, Mikatarian at the start of the season played quite well. He's had a couple of average games. He's been pulled out. Mm. Welbeck has had a couple of good games now. Mm. I really like the idea of Welbeck against Liverpool. I like what he did against Chelsea. You yeah. think about the FA Cup finals, yeah. things like that, where he stretched them with For his sure. athleticism. She's sure. going to give wingbacks issues. And maybe it might be time to just say to Awobi, just have a seat for a week or for two weeks and come on at 60 no, no, minutes for sure, and, for sure. and have some effect. Tobes, interestingly enough, there's been just a little bit of backlash towards Mesut. Just just a little bit of backlash towards Mesut about his overall performance or his overall effectiveness. Mm. 
I think that that might be because we we tarnish Urzel with a little bit of a different brush. Is that even a saying? Can you tarnish someone with a brush? Yeah. 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 Anyway, I think we tarnish him with a bit of a different brush, and whenever or if he doesn't inverted commas affect the game, then all of a sudden everyone starts looking down on him. There's two opportunities he opens up in the first half. I think both of them end up being for Bellerin. Oh, was was one, one def- of those from from Urzel, where where he took like fourteen thousand touches in the box instead of fucking putting his yep. foot through it. Well, that was yep. that was a big moment. I actually noted that down. And and I and I said, I wonder if that's something we're going to look back on and regret, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I did. I wrote that down. I said, that's an issue because if that gets cut back to any striker, it's in. not Bellerin, mm. I think that's Or even it. a midfielder. And I thought that Ozil throughout the first half, I had Ozil down as one of my best players on the pitch mm. in the first half. And I was astounded by some of the backlash. That I oh, saw he was quiet. He was quiet, but it wasn't his it's game. It's not about how quiet it is. He is for me. It's about how. It's about where he injects his quality. For, for sure, for sure. But can can I just can I just point the his his attacking team didn't play well. You know they were, you know they were separated from the midfield. You know they were they weren't moving particularly well. You know, Awobi definitely gave the ball away heaps. Lacazette had a, a genderless horse. Thought Abamyang actually did some nice things, but I don't think he played too badly for his capabilities. But I just think we're starting to see his flaws from the left, you know, outside of the goal scoring. So I'm not too down on, on Mesut, actually. Um, and I, I actually think he really, really missed Granite as well with those penetrative, you know, you don't realise how sweetly granite hits a ball and he, he he slices the defensive lines from the opposition and he gets it to Urzel quite quickly and then Urzel's class with that first touch and you know layoffs and, yeah. and all that and I think a lot of that can come back to the tiredness of the team for sure and granite not three and games, granite not being there games. granite being there on the left yeah no and not I and I 100% I agree with you love Genduzzi's endeavor so do I I think he makes some fouls that are above his, his age bracket. And, and he plays the ref above his age bracket. He's very clever. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. I like his energy. Yeah. But if you just look purely at the stats, I think Kenduzi had something like three three passes into the final third. That's right. The That's right. He was, he and was Jacker, safer. And Xhaka yeah. averages, averages 11. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like for entry sure. balls into sure. the final third. And can I just... So just when you're looking at sheer slicing yes. passes. Yeah. Now, everyone knows I have my issues with... Lieutenant Dan, but my issues with Lieutenant Dan aren't to do with what Lieutenant Dan does when he has time and he has space. No, it's or to do with his past. Defensively, Lieutenant Dan. My issues with Lieutenant Dan are defensively. My issues with Lieutenant Dan is when he has to think yeah. quickly. Yeah. And he can't fire the neurons from his brain to his fucking feet fast enough for him to work out what he's going to do. Mm. That's my issues with him. So as much as I, I enjoyed that, um. I mean, even the first half, of, of, it's the least amount of notes I've ever had mm. for a half of football. And I wasn't watching it super tired. You know, there's a couple of chances that happen. I thought that Townsend's miss was awful. The one, that amazing, almost Arsenal-esque interchange yeah. on the left-hand side of the box. I probably should have 
seen the replay because I didn't realize how bad the miss was. I I more heard what how bad I, I sort of went oh fuck and then I realized that it hadn't gone in and, and Awful. I was open I was open goal open goal on the foot that he wants it to be on. Oh well, he's a bit of a shit cunt overall. He, he's an exciting he is, player. He's a fucking spud reject. He's, a, he's anyway. an exciting player, but he's a one trick pony. Cut inside, spank it on his left. He's like mate. I remember when he was keeping Theo out of the England team. I used to fucking hate him. Yeah. Yeah, get in the way of my theme, well, I, who also apparently had a genderless fucking horse and didn't defend. Oh, I sent you a message about him. He did. He, he got torn a fucking new one by Graham Souness, and when I was when I was listening, Souness is a fucking. I don't care, Max. The description of what the I didn't even need to see it. I knew exactly what he did because he used to do it to us all the time. So anyway, a, a, not a great deal of notes for me. Not a great deal of things going on i mean primarily the things i noticed were were zaha uh, a lot of really poor spacing for arsenal as well terrera and gendouz getting too close to each other there's a really horrible moment about 20 minutes in where gendouzi terrera and awobi are all within about three meters of each other and it's like the fuck do we do and that's why I was kind of like, okay, I'm getting it. I'm seeing it. The, the spacing, the disjointedness the, the spacing the team, and, the, the sp- and the partnerships, yeah. Yeah, the disjointedness between the mid. Terrera and Gendouzi were very deep. Yeah. Very much, I, I had it very much in a two in front of the four. And I think to, I saw Terrera at a, at a point kind of gesturing to Gendouzi to get up the pitch. Mm. Like, like, I don't need you here. Get out of my space. I've got enough quality to deal with this. Yeah. All in all, 45 minutes of, of kind of nothingness back and forward, but a head-to-head and a grind. We could have come into it, nil all at the half, and been able to go away and reassess. And for me, one of the guys who I was writing notes at the whole way through saying, hasn't he turned a corner, goes and puts in one of the stupidest fucking challenges I've ever seen in my life. Mm. And Mustafi, Mustafi's all over it. Mm. Any justifications for him, Toby? I, I found it really difficult because I, I actually thought he had an excellent game. It was one of his best performances and he'd been pretty good for the last couple of weeks. I can't really justify it. I've heard things that, you know, Kuyute, if that's his name. Um, Kuyute, Kuwate. Kuwate. Um, came from his side, so he wasn't in his line of vision. But in any case, you know, that's how Mustafi defends, you know. He he hits Kawate so hard that you see Kawate go up in the air. You know it's a penalty before it's even I know, I know. And and it and the, the inexcusable thing is he's not even facing the goal. It's like he wasn't going anywhere. He would have had to lay it off. He would so have I, had to I do don't know. I, I'm I'm a bit more of a Mustafi defender because I see the potential in him especially if he's alongside someone calmer in terms of a partnership. Like, I like that front-footed, um, aggressive type of defender. But, you know, you can really see, and, and, and at the expense of, um, you know, rehashing discussion from, from other, um, you know, pods or journalists. Well, that's what we're here to do. You can, we can't keep coming up with new content. You, you can kind of see that. I mean, the the look at his size. You can kind of see that he's a fullback playing as a central defender. So that aggression that I love, but also the issues that come with that. You know, your Vermalen issues that we've had in your past, the Kashelny issues as well. 
these guys that, you know, they're good footballers and they're great going forward. And this this is also a throwback to, to the Wenger era in, in terms of your primary role. Like, I'd much rather someone bigger, stronger, and being able to dominate that area rather than putting on really, really last-ditch and heroic tackles all the time because it looks fucking spectacular. But that's why you've got this nine times out of 10 or one total brain fart every two or three matches, even though you've been one of the best players at the pitch. So I kind of feel like the style of player, it's not going to change, you know, and, and that's one of the things I love about watching football, but that should be happening further up the pitch not necessarily in that particular situation. Like even in this game, he did he did some brilliant last ditch tackles in the first half. You know, Zahar and the blocks, and you were like, "Fuck yeah, I love watching." I well, love watching I this shit. I thought he was on for this a little bit earlier because there had been so he had put in a dive on Zahar, he'd put in a dive on Kuwate, and neither of them he had got the ball with but they had been kind of further enough away from the player that it didn't matter. And I thought that maybe this might have been on from a little bit earlier in the game. But I thought his general play, his general centre-back play, his desire, the way he was heading out the ball, as some of his passing in this game was spectacular as well. Some of his release balls were really, really good. Oh, no. Pinging big diagonals around the place. I know. And I, I know. It, was difficult for, it was difficult for me because... He is so Mustafi that he undoes anything that is un-Mustafi. I know, I know. And it, and he even stepped up after. You know, I, I saw how he celebrated Jacker's goal, and we'll get to that. Like, that was, that was a rebirthing for him because he was like, all right, now I can get back into it. I, I genuinely thought he had a, he had a very, very good game. I, I think there might have been one other error somewhere but you know that that's just in the normal context of a game i genuinely thought he was one of our better players and i i want him to succeed but i'm you know i'm i'm on the fence because you know how many times you know it's like shame on me type of thing i have the distinct feeling that mustafi should be a third defender yeah but ha- how many how many back threes are we even seeing at the moment it was no i'm it was not only talking about being a back phenomenon. i'm not talking about being a back three i'm not talking about being a back three i mean a third defender in the sense that you know someone who's maybe going to play 25 games a year not someone who's going to play 45 games a year uh, yeah, someone yeah. who's part yeah. of a, someone who's part of a squad someone who if he's playing well is going to be bought in mm. someone who you can reef out of the team. I, I don't like him as someone who we have to rely on to be any form of a of a defensive leader. Look, I've made my sentiments clear over and over and over again that I think that if we can save money in other areas in the pitch, whether that's saving money in a Wobi, mm. saving money by selling Ramsey and not reinvesting that money and using what we've got, mm. everyone knows who listens to the pods what I think about Ainsley Maitland-Niles and where I think his ceiling is. Oh, well, he's, he's the um, new Vieira. I think Genduzi coming in and playing to a level that he's playing at, and do I think this performance was perfect? Absolutely not. But playing to the level that he's playing at now, I think that he might just be the bargain that means we can take that Ramsey money if we can get any. I hope we can get something for him. Um, he's the one who's going to make us able to reinvest that money. I think every cent that we can save 
by re-signing Welbeck, making sure that Awobi's getting played, making sure that Mkhitaryan's getting played, building the team around Ozil, knowing we've got two great strikers. Every other bit of money has to go into finding a world-class general centre-back somewhere around the age of 26, 27. Yeah. Somebody's going to be there for the next five or six yeah. years. Yeah. I think that has to be priority number one. For sure, for, for sure, Arsenal. for sure. Two things. I've got a feeling Koscielny's going to do quite well when he gets back because he's had a break. I know, I know it's a horrific injury with the Achilles tendon, but he's had a break. He's quit France. A break away from football at that age can re-motivate as well. Um, and I think he'll partner quite well with Socrates. I really do. So I think that's going to be a positive for a short-term solution. Second point, though, Ramsey is not getting in any of our competitive our competitors in the in the the other top five outside of us. I really don't think he goes anywhere. He doesn't fit in with the Mourinho team. You've already got Pogba, who's got the license to roam forward. He's not going to have someone who's going to fucking go and... Compl- you know, he's not a Mourinho player. No way. You know, he won't do his de- defensive duties. He'll be out on his ear in five minutes flat. He's he's not getting anywhere near the City team. He's not going to bloody replace what... You know, maybe David Silver if he's aging. But look at, look at the, the depth that they've got. Maybe Liverpool. Maybe. But basically, you know... By the time he's there, you know, maybe Oxlade-Chamberlain's coming back. They've got other players. Um, and he won't go to Spuds. So for, for me, I reckon you're dreaming in terms of getting money. I reckon you try and integrate him into the squad as a useful... You know, the, the thing is, he's got he's to pull his head out of his dark and stinky bits. Unintegratable at this point. Oh, I'd be his playing him on the right. is that a team... His, he won't play there, Toby. Mm. You can keep coming back with the argument over and over and over again about what he should do, why he should play in a certain He, he will not get in why anywhere. he should be a number He needs eight. to go overseas then. Well, then he's going to go overseas. Okay. Right. But I guarantee you when the guy's getting benched every week by Emery, he played in Europe during the week and he was shithouse. For sure, for sure. Absolutely, yep. absolutely shithouse, yep. right? Did nothing yep. all game, was playing in front of the striker again, <laughs> miles up the pitch. I know. I know, Again, I know. just doing whatever the fuck he wants. Now, whether that's a directive... It's not a directive. Whether it's... It's not a directive. Well, I mean, whether that's just him thinking, I've got to impose myself... If he'd game, got ahead on I that ball at the end, it would have been a win to us, by the way. That delicious ball in from Xhaka. Anyway, what I hope is, I hope that he ends up getting picked up by a team like Juventus, by a team like AC Milan... They offer him money and he gets frozen out of the Arsenal team to a point where he just decides to go for football. Mm. That That's what I hope. And maybe he rebuilds his career there. And I don't agree with you that none of the top teams will take him. I think Manu would take him in a heartbeat. No, I, I, I agree with me. I agree with me wholeheartedly. Well, that's a, a huge off-point ramble that I don't know whether we'll even leave in because we've already been rambling for an hour. We're not even at the halfway point. Yeah. Um. But I guess, Toby, at this point, after another attempt in Express episode, which is just you and me rambling wildly into the microphone, we move into the second half. Yep. Bellerin injury, really bad, because I've actually rated Bellerin really high in the first half. I had a couple of notes saying, even though he fluffed that chance... Mm. No, he was good. And he I was thought good we apart would come from... back to ruin. Yeah. 
I thought he was really good both sides of the pitch. Not only that, but he seems to have a little bit of an air of confidence. No, he's, he's him played himself in the form, no doubt. So when he got pulled off and Lichsteiner came off, I, I was really upset about it. So was I, I. Mean, praying, praying that it's not a bad injury. I don't think it would be a bad injury because he ran it off. It has to be a strain or a, you know, something not so much. Mm. But Lichsteiner comes on, and for the first 10 minutes, the, the pace of the game is up. And I'm, I'm sitting there looking at this, and I'm saying, Arsenal are becoming uncanny now at what happens after half time mm. to the point where it can't be anything other than a, a directive or a style that, you know, we're either going to hang with teams and physically match them and then we're going to come out in the second half and we're going to get the burners on. Mm. Um, I mean, Torreira came into the game in the first 10 minutes of the second half. Torreira absolutely upped his output, starts popping around everywhere, takes a great foul on the edge of the box. And from that foul on the edge of the box, Toby, Granite Jacker absolutely cunts a cannon. Yeah, it was a oh-my-fucking-God moment. I, I was up and yelling and... I, Joanna I, could, I could not have loved that motherfucker anymore at that point because I'd written a note to myself at the end of the first half saying that I feel nervous. This is exactly how Roy would set up his team to play. And now they have something to hold on to. And that was the scariest part because you can draw them out, you know, when they've got, you know, when they're a goal behind. But when they're a goal up, then they can play to their strengths. So that that was a huge, huge play from Xhaka in the context of the match. And I was just over the moon. And the huge run to Emery to celebrate, which we later found out. Because at the time, I was like, what's this all about? Everyone's trying to hug him. And he's like, no, no, no. He had to run pretty much to the other side of the pitch. Ran for like a decent amount of time to go over and hug him. Mm. And I was like, what's all this going on? And then it came out later on that Emery essentially had said to him, if you get into one of these positions, this is the thing that I want you to do. He's been encouraging him to hit the ball like this, to hit the ball with power from these free kicks. Mm. So I think it's one of those things where something that had been worked out on the training ground ground came to fruition. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And really a, a highlight, highlight real goal for Jack. Almost immediately after that, Toby, in in what's become real Arsenal fashion now, this, this one-two punch, this bang bang punch. Mm. You bang a man, prods in, a goal that is a lot better than what people would sort of have you believe it is. From a delicious ball from Xhaka mm. and a wonderful handball from Lacazette, which I don't actually think he touched the ball, but uh, I think he did, but he, he got a bit of a shove and you know, we're always gonna we're always gonna side on on the side of our team. But um, I thought it was a great finish, and I don't. I I was quite impressed with Aubameyang in this game. I actually thought it was one of his better games. You know, maybe it was comparative to um, Lacazette, but yeah, no. There's been a lot of um, blame placed on Aubameyang and and his square peg in a round hole and all that. But um, I didn't think he was terrible today. I just think it was an outcome of an overall team performance. Um, and yeah, cracking finish, you know, getting back to your point, it was typically predatory and, um, you know, quite a creative finish, you know, studs, 
you know, he hit it with his studs. So, you know. Yeah, very, very pokey, creative. Yep. Like a real strikers, a real strikers finish in the sense that it's come at him quickly. He didn't expect it. Yep. And I mean, by all, um, and I mean, and it went in. Mm. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't deflected. I mean, it was in, it was over the no. line. It was, you know, yes, it was something like 0.9 of a yep. millimetre, whatever they decided it, it went <laughs> it over the line. It wasn't 0.9 of a millimetre. I think it was 0.9 of a centimetre. Anyway. Oh, I thought they said 0.9 of a millimetre. So, look, it was huge. And can I, can I add that, that Licksteiner had actually been pretty, pretty good in that first 10 minutes that he came on. So. I, I didn't have an issue with him. I mean, a lot of people are sort of crapping on about how the fact that he's passed his use by date. And I understood that when he was off the left. People gave him some really bad. Yeah, I, I didn't um, think he was anywhere near as bad. I mean, he. As, he yeah, he, I a hundred percent agree. Just did not think he was as bad as what people made that's him right. out and, to be. I just don't yeah. think that when you've got Bellerin, who's blinding lightning yeah. paced, yeah, and then you swap him out for Lichsteiner, yeah, you can't look at the two of them on the same axis. No. Lichsteiner is a defender who, when he gets forward, can produce that's decent right. deliveries. That's right. Yeah. Bellerin is essentially another attacking option who can defend who occasionally a bit. Yeah. defends. Yeah. You know, so that they're, they're wildly different. If you look through this game, Lichtsteiner takes some good fouls. Shithousery was excellent. Yeah, he, he takes he some yelled, out of the game a couple of times. He yelled at our, he gets, our he, players. He, he speaks yeah. to the referees. Yeah. He yells at the linesman. Yeah. He fucking kicks Sahar in the back of the shin and then apologizes to him a second. I'm like, I'm so sorry. It was. I know. I, it was an accident. I actually, and then you rewatch it, and it's like, can't you ran your studs down the back of his fucking car? I actually car. really like him. He kind of reminds me of me. He's a cunt. And at this point, Toby, this is the this for me becomes the most interesting part of the game. Go on. Because every team that we've played this year, when we have done this, when we have turned the burner up a couple more notches, they buckled physically. Crystal Palace are the first team of the year that when we turned the gas up and we went equal goal ahead crystal palace turned it up matched us physically and actually ran us that's right ran our tank that's right that's right because for what we'd done from you well because we pissed them off you know and then they they stepped it up they they reacted and they had the the desire and the tenacity and they they fucking caned us for the next 10 what even 15 minutes after the goal. So Palace were looking really dangerous. And I actually said we need Danny to on to try and help us hold possession and pose a threat on the counter. The next thing that happened, Ozil comes off for Danny. And then I thought, was that the right decision? I, I wasn't unhappy at all at the time because I thought he's done not too much. I thought it was really ballsy from Emery. And I wrote how much I love Emery for having the balls to do that. You know, fire up the best players to perform better for next week. So I actually think that is an excellent power play for the Liverpool game because it fires Ozil up. In hindsight, perhaps it shouldn't have been Ozil, even though I was happy about it. It should have actually been a Wobi as a like-for-like swap. And then Ozil could have kept possession of the ball and actually fired off and started our counters. So even though I thought it was really ballsy, and I absolutely loved it from Emery in terms of the forward thinking, you know, he hadn't done a lot. It's going to fire him up for the Liverpool game. It's going to create some accountability for our highest paid player. I think that's excellent man management. But 
just in hindsight, I think maybe it should have been a Wobi. I agree with you that I wanted Welbeck to come on. I disagree with you that pulling off a player who gives us control in a game, especially as a game becomes stretched, was a wise idea. And for me, taking the three points at Crystal Palace is more important than trying to go be competitive at Liverpool. I don't really believe that in the Liverpool game, we're going to be able to extrapolate a great deal of points. What I wanted to was to win the Palace game, to take that 24 points, Project 24, and get that in the bag so that we're comfortable enough to move into the game. Mm. I thought that Lacazette had had an absolute mare. Yep. I thought that Awobi had had an absolute mare. Yep. I would have liked to see Danny bought onto the left. I'd have liked to see you bang a man in the middle. put through yeah. the middle. Yeah. You know, Ramsey bought on to play off the right. Yep. I actually thought that we completely lost control of the game once Urzel went off. Yeah. I thought that the distance between the front three and the midfielders got bigger and bigger and bigger as our defenders dropped off more and more. So I didn't think it was a great substitution. I thought it was the first time this year I've looked at Emery substitutions and thought, I think you might have got that Mm. wrong. Mm. And when Urzel goes off and throws his gloves on the bench... Number one, I don't have an issue no, with that. neither. Not at Because all. I would rather Ozil fired up. I would rather Ozil... It, it doesn't matter what Ozil did. If, if Ozil goes off and just sits down, someone says, oh, I'd like to see him have more emotion. Mm. If Ozil goes off and has a tantrum, they say, oh, Ozil's a prima donna. Yeah. No, I had no problem. I had no problem at None all. None at all. I actually liked so it. So did I. I actually liked so it. I. He went and binned his gloves... And I reckon the reason why he went and binned his gloves and he was pissed off is the same reason why a couple of weeks ago when Welbeck got pulled off, he was pissed off. Because mm. I think there are times in games where you think, this is going to break. Yeah. At some point, this pressure is going to break. And when it breaks, we're going to be there and we're going to be able to take advantage of the game. Yeah. And I thought that almost everything that happened after Urzel went off, the team didn't play well. I mean, Ramsey came on to fuck all. Absolutely fuck all. Just ran wherever he wanted. I thought Welbeck was quite good when he came on. Yeah. He harassed them. He had a couple of good touches. But by that stage... There was one amazing break from him that he started as well from deep. Yeah. And and by that stage, we were... We were cooked. No one had gone with us before for this amount but of time. But we were still in the lead. And, I mean, we were still in the lead and we were, we were holding on for dear life. Mm. And what I would have liked to have seen is a bit more of a possession-based game at that point. But what ended up happening was it got incredibly back and we forth. We had chances. Yeah. I, don't know if you, I don't know if you remember this point, but Awobi took a shot when Danny was through on goal and all he needed to do was slide it through and took the shot himself. And it got deflected and went wide and and Danny was fucking spewing at him and then so we're kind of seeing this game with a different light you know we're seeing Palace that are are a threat but we're also creating a couple of chances but we haven't been we haven't finished them and all of a sudden we you know and, and this is going on to our next point we we play a very naive um, game chasing chasing that third goal with some with a really really poor decision from Lacazette, and then boom, up the other end, and the player for me who was going to be man of the match because of his performance in Jacker, playing out of position and being a, a a game changer, gives away a penalty. 
So how 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 do we feel about that? Uh, I think it's a penalty all day. So do I. So did Sahar, you know, draw the foul? Yes. Did Sahar make the most of the contact? Yes. Yes. But at the end of the day, if you stick out a stiff leg That's right. that is in the opposite position to your body yep. weight with a guy who is shifting the ball yep. away from your body weight. Stone cold. Stone cold. It is a stone cold penalty. And I, I again, you know, I laugh at so much of the stuff that goes on in Twitter with this like instant one eyed like he's a cheat, he's a diver, and anyone who wrote it, I just wrote Pires. <laughs> I just wrote yeah. Anyone who ever goes on about anyone diving, I just go Pires. Yeah. Portsmouth. Yeah. Just shh. Sh- yeah. Shh. Yeah. Pires. Shh. Stop talking. Mm. Pires. Mm. <laughs> um, so, look, I didn't have that much of a problem with it. I wasn't even that. I wasn't super angry at Shaka because, again. I was mad at Lacazette. I think, yeah, I, that, I, that was the point I was about to make. I wasn't super angry at Shaka. No, neither, because I, um, I mean. Because he, he shouldn't be there. Yeah. I mean, Zahar gives world class defenders those issues That's every right. day of the week. That's right. Let alone a guy who's played like 1.7 fucking games at, at left back. You yeah. know, who's not the most mobile guy in the world to start with. I mean, he's fucking Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. You know, so I wasn't really angry at him. It wasn't until I watched the mini-match I, I, live. I didn't, I, like, I think I picked up on the Lacazette poor parts. Mm. But I don't think I picked up on how stupid the ball was and how to absolutely no one it was. I didn't realise there was no one within, like, a fucking football field. Well, that it pass. was to Torreira. I, I understood the ball. The execution was poor. What I didn't respect was just the stupidity because it did come from a break. I mean, it might have even been that Danny break that I was alluding to. I, I can't remember now. But we had to be a bit smarter. And, and I understand our insatiable appetite for goals and when you're playing and that's what you play for, to score goals. I, I get that completely. But he was literally at the corner flag down at their byline took a heavy touch and instead of crossing the ball into the, the box, and there was like fucking four or five of our players. Admittedly, there were a lot of Palace defenders. Or even just being a bit smarter and at that point, you know. Run it to the, the fucking corner, corner flag. I don't give a shit. Run it to the corner. Get a corner. Yeah. Let us set up. Do something. But it was it was you really, know? really, really bad. You know, and then there was and a the culmination. And the fact that the ball was to Torreira, and the fact that Torreira is that high up the pitch, four foot tall as you well. You know, it's it was just. I just thought it was. I thought when I rewatched oh, it, there was a culmination like, of errors. That is a stupid yeah. fucking ball. Yeah. So we were actually in a position with a pretty average performance and some profligate Palace shooting that we actually should have won this game. You know, we'd pulled it off. We'd... This should have been another game for us to sit here and talk about how we won, but we probably didn't do Exactly. It. I mean, it's only two penalties that undid it. That's, that's end, right. Which is, that's right. Which is wild. Yeah. You know, absolutely wild yeah. that that's... I mean, 16 chances to six. Wild. I, I tell you what, Toby, if we give up eight chances to Liverpool, if we give up even half They're gonna that score amount 10. that we gave up to Palace... <laughs> Uh, well, you took my joke, yeah. They're going to score fucking 10, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I think now it's time that Lacquer goes to the bench and you bang a man gets a run up top. 
And that isn't for me like with a Wobi to punish him. Mm. I don't want to punish him. No. I just think that that people need to be kept hungry. And I think maybe you bang a man coming in now. He scored two off the bench, another two off the bench, one now. Mm. Maybe it's time that you reward your banger man. You say to Lacquer, you're going to come on at 60 minutes now. Show us what you're going to do. I also think he looked tired as well. I know he got rest in the week, but I, I mean, I thought everyone looked leggy. I wonder if this Emery taking everyone to Europe because he wants them to be together is going to come back to bite him in the arse a little bit. Because regardless of whether you play or not, there is an element of fatigue to not sleeping in your own bed, mm. not having your own home cook or your own home comforts, your own home downtime. You're still flying to another country. I think there's elements of, of pressure that get put on the body by flying mm. in general. I know if I catch a flight, you know, three hours to Sydney, I still feel shitty when I get off the flight because of what the, the cabin pressure does to my body. Mm. I wonder if this whole thing about him taking a full match day squad over there might end up being something that's not long-term sustainable. Maybe it was important for the start of the season for an element of togetherness, but now I look to it and I think maybe, you know, leaving five of your, your guys who are going to play the next week at home to rest hmm. might be a better choice. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I I like the togetherness so far, but you know, you you might you might have a you might have a point. You might have a point. Ah, uh, so into our three two ones and one two threes for this week, Toby. And I found it really interesting. I only spoke to you very very briefly today, but you you found these relatively easy. Mm. Mm. No, no. Well, now looking at my notes, I I retract my comment to you. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it was my three, two, ones I'd actually done early because I was thinking that we were going to win the match, and then with the goings on at the end, it completely fucked everything that I had done. <laughs> Toby, three points for you. Who did you have, and why? Well, contrary to everything that I've listened to over the last couple of days, I actually gave my three points to your banging man. Really interesting, and I'm interested to know why, Toby. Well, I actually thought he started off the game pretty well. So looking back on my notes... I felt that he had some really silky touches. He was bringing other people's in people into the game, and he was a he was a solid performer, and he scored a really important goal. So I'm trying not to be too fantasy Premier League with this, but you know we're talking moments in the match, and without those moments, then we're not going to actually be in the game. So whilst whilst we're hearing the distances were too far from midfield and He's unsuitable to the left. I actually thought his his play was, was quite good and he took his goal incredibly well. I actually thought this was one of his more confident performances, particularly in the first half, just how he looked on the ball. So I realise our overall team play wasn't great, but I don't think he was as bad as everyone's making out. I just feel like people look for scapegoats. We only have 11 players on the pitch, you know, you know, 14 all up with substitutions, if they're all made. Um, so I'm going to stick with that. I actually had him for a two, but 
goings on with the penalties, you can't award four points for someone who's given away a pen. So I'm going to stick with my guns. You're banging man three points this week. Look, I don't mind it. Um, we spoke about it last week that his role is to score goals and to take opportunities and predominantly to take half opportunities. And he did that. My three points this week, Toby, I actually had for, despite giving away a penalty, Lieutenant Dan. Oh, that was going to be me. I only... <laughs> we viewed the game in the same way. I thought he was fucking excellent and I agonised. You know how many people have said he was shit I, in every no. pod? And like, oh, I never want to see him there again. And you know what I wrote? I thought he was fucking excellent. Not... I wrote not... the size of the man's balls. Yeah. To get into that position, and this is something I think is really interesting, yeah. and not only be in that position, but he had a smile on his face for most of the game. Yeah. He had the captain's armband on his arm for a lot of the game. And one thing I really love or I, I really treasure about players. Yeah. Who's one of my favorite players of all time, Toby? Flim Flam. Yeah. Why do I love Flim Flam? Because he yells. That guy in fucking goal. Fucks. You could put him in goal yeah. and he'd still try and double leg someone. You know, from fucking goal. So, I really like the fact that it's a position that I don't know that he's ever played before. He may have in other teams, but definitely for us, he's never played before. I expected so much worse from him in that position. Did he get roasted a couple of times? Yeah, he got roasted a couple of times. Did he give a penalty away? Yeah, he gave a penalty away. But he also fucking canted one top corner. And provide the cross and his passing from left and back was fucking excellent. I didn't think he was that bad from left no, back. No, no, his passing his was phenomenal. The only thing is he didn't overlap. Like yeah. I don't remember him going. No, no, and and once. and in hindsight, you know, maybe I wasn't so aware of it during the game, but that's what we lacked so much in terms of partnerships and going forward. Yeah, and that's why so many of the other pods who are maybe a little bit more technical than us looked at it and said oh, you know, we suffered so badly for him being there. But you know what I thought? I, I thought if he wasn't there... Who are you going to play? Who the fuck else would have played exactly. there? And, and you got no Ainsley Maitland-Niles right. to come through. That's right. You know, who's who's done a job out yeah. there before, yeah. who provides you running. Yeah. And I thought he did I thought he did a just fine game. So, I liked him as captain. I thought his goal was smashing. His ball in, whether or not Lacazette touched it or not, who knows? But his ball in was still whipped as shit. Yeah. And I felt that that was a very much a captain's knock from Xhaka. He also provided a ball to Ramsey that if he'd got anything on it, would have won us the game in like the 95th yeah. minute. So my exact, like, I love that you went with that. I actually pussied out. So I'd like put my hand up and say, I was, I was too scared. I pussied out. I was going to give him three points until the penalty. So I thought his... No, the penalty didn't bother me. I just thought it was, you know, with a player like that and and Xhaka in that position, it's a matter of... I know, I know. If Xhaka gives that away and he's playing in the midfield, I I probably jump all... That's right. But let's let's just think about the performance he put in. He was never expected to play that well. Without him cunting that ball top corner, we were we were going nowhere. That's that's fast. right. And then without him whipping the next ball in, we're going that's nowhere right. fast. So with the banger man, you talk about moments. Just on those two moments, he can have points. Yep. But then I was so appreciative of what he's done for the last couple of weeks 
So was not I. being one of these guys who throws his toys out the pram. Yeah. Hopefully we've got some left backs back for Liverpool. Yeah. And if nothing else, it's something that we've looked at now and in an absolute stretch he can play there. It's a bit like when Monreal got moved to centre back. Yeah, now he's now he's a genuine third option in a back three. Now now if you went to shit and Monreal lined up at centre back, you go, Oh yeah. Yeah, he'll do he'll... might get done by a big man, but he'll do yeah. a job. Yeah. So yeah, no great, great call on that. Great call on that. So let's move on uh, to the So, next. Toby, two points. Who did you have and why? Granite Xhaka. Lieutenant Dan. Like like I just said, I pussied out from... He was three points up into the point that the Zaha penalty occurred. So, um, you know, you and I just approached it. I, I just struggled. I thought, how can I... How can I... You know, if you were going to say, oh, there's a negative two points or a negative three points for giving away a pen, you know, does that counteract? So that's that was my justification for that. But um, I genuinely wanted to give Xhaka um, the man of the match performance outside of that. So anyway, your, give him the ball. Your, your two points. Uh, Lucas Torreira. My full-blown direction continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that, even though things didn't really tick in the midfield, him and Genduzi didn't necessarily get along super, super well. Again, I didn't think they got along really badly, but maybe not as well as the the Grat Terrera uh, access has got on, you know, so far for the year. Mm. I, I thought that he was really good. I thought that the foul he won for Jacket to go and cunt at top corner was really good. He's got quick feet. Yeah, He's got a quick... Football mind. That's the thing that I, I look at him and I, I like the most. Buy, buy the shirt. So fast of thought. Buy the shirt. It's like we had Jacker in that position for so long who's so slow of thought in that position. When he gets the ball in tight spaces, you're constantly bricking mm. it. I don't even worry when Torreira gets the ball in a tight space. He's just going to shift and drop. He stays on his feet. Oh. He moves the ball really well. He helps us with our tempo. He's basically Sandy Cazorla for that one game against City. All the, all yeah, the time. yeah. I, I look, I just, I just really like him. I'm falling more in love with the guy. Me too. Every game, I think he's going to become cult at Arsenal. Yeah. He's so young. Yeah. He's so effective. Yeah. He's our little, he's just, our little fucking lion. I love him. I'm going, I'm going to buy, I'm him. going to buy my little boy who's two foot tall, a Terreira, top. Yeah. Uh, so Toby, one point. Who did you have and why? And can I just say this one I found particularly difficult. Uh, I had a, a, a great deal of people who I was like, ah. Oh, I gave it to Torreira. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So not difficult at all because, you know, for, for me, they were genuinely the three best players on the pitch. Uh, so my one point I thought was a little bit different and I actually gave my one point to Bellerin. Oh, yeah. 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 I tell you what, in that four, in that first 45 minutes of football when we weren't, really penetrating and we weren't doing anything. His contributions, running around the outside. Yes, he fluffed his, his shot, had a couple of touches, too many for his shot. There's another whip ball that he had. There's a couple of headers out from his box that he gets on top of. Yeah, I thought he was good with that. I, I yeah. thought in that first half, I I, I had really sat there and, and written a number of notes about the fact that I was like, this guy's back, this guy looks confident, mm. this guy looks on. Now, just because he only played 45 minutes doesn't make him incapable of getting a single point. Mm. I mean, there are other people around who I I, I kind of wanted to give points to. Mm. You know, I was really impressed with 
Genduzi in some of what he did and some of what he did, I was really unimpressed with Genduzi. I thought about giving you Bangin' Man yeah. a point, yeah. you know, yeah. but there was a lot of stuff where I was like, okay, if we're going to talk about the front three being disjointed, maybe it's difficult for me to give him a point. Having listened to you and why you gave him points, now I look at it and I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I, maybe I should have given him a point. Mm. But I just thought that I just thought that in that 45 minutes that Bellerin had, I actually think he might have picked up the thing a little early because he dropped out of the first half. Mm. I think he was coasting to get to second half. Mm. Um, I thought he was really good. I hope it's not a long-term injury. Well, I hope he's um, back for Liverpool, but I, I don't, I don't think even if he is back, he could be a hundred percent. So, well, we don't even know what the injury no. is. We don't know whether it's a tweak or muscular or tendon. Well, or let's just hope it's so, a dead leg or something. It's the only, yeah, it, um, yeah, you know, a one week, a one week call. It's the only thing. It's the it only thing be. that you could play the next week with, as far as I'm concerned. So, Toby, into negative points for the week. And this was the bit that I found really hard because I definitely had three players who I thought were the most negative players on the pitch. Yeah. But I struggled to work out where to put them within the negative three. So for you, Toby, let's start with your negative one. All right, I'm, I'm going to go a bit controversial and I'm only going to give the negative one to Mustafi. I, I look, I get it i understand it i this one is the one that tore me up the most because he was he was on for one of my higher scores with his oh i think i think he was i think if you look at his overall performance for the game he was probably a positive for arsenal that's right that's right it's um it's it's, unfortunately with him it's unforgivable and the writings on the wall yeah for me toby i had a wobi for a negative one Oh, okay. And I had a Wobi for a negative one because I think this is a continued slump in form. Agreed. And he is now re- he is now repeating the things that I've been saying for three weeks. Justified, in- Max. Justified. Well, I mean, I did. I felt justified this week. I felt justified listening to some of the bigger pods talk about how he was running down blind alleys. I mean, no one compared him to Juvenio. No one went that. Far. No one went that. Far. No one went as far as. No one went as far as the receding as I hairline. Yeah, but people were, you know, at least this week, people were willing mm. to kind of let the Awobi erection rescind a yeah, little bit yeah. and, and look at it for what it was. And I said that in the pod last week. I said, I think there's so much love for this guy and there's so much hope that he's going to do the right thing and, and, and become the player that everyone wants him to be, that maybe we're not looking at the things that he doesn't do and the things he didn't do in this game where the ball bounced off him, he tried too hard, he ran down some blind alleys, he didn't get his head up. Mm. Now, the the reason why I didn't score him worse, because initially I actually wanted to score him worse, mm. is he's playing out of position. The right-hand side isn't his best position. Even though he has popped up there and done some things, I think for the duration of a game, yeah, it's he's, not his He's, he's right-footed and he's a midfielder. Like, I kind of... Yeah, but he's right-footed, but he, he, he's, he doesn't want to get chalk on his boots. I think if you don't want to get chalk on your boots, you're almost better off on the opposite side because it's going to allow you to cut inside. Yeah. Whereas when you try and cut inside off the right as a right-footer, it's constantly putting you onto your left foot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it's just the nature of the fact that he is an inside right forward, not yeah. an outside right forward. Yeah. I'm probably just a bit old school and you know, I think that if you're if you're a winger, 
and you can use both feet, then you can play either side, you know. But maybe that's a bit too four four fucking two of me. So Toby, for you, uh, two points. Who did you have? Uh, Lacazette. For so it, it was very close between him and Mustafi, but I just thought he had he had a genderless horse. Like you know, he he missed opportunities. His link up play was poor. Um, you know, he really wasn't great. And and I felt for me because we've worked so hard to get ourselves in a winning position that pass back to the center of the pitch away from all of our players, um, you know, just showed a real lack of, of game management. And I don't, I don't blame him solely for that. You know, maybe that's, that's a team thing, but it it was pretty dumb. Just cross the ball. I in. didn't think he had had a good game up until then. You know, he missed opportunities. Gardens. You know, goal scoring yeah. opportunities again. So that's and he's not had his he's not had his scoring boots. No, for for two or three games now. Uh, for a couple of weeks, and he's another one like Awobi mm. because he had come out of a period yeah. of being very good. Yeah. I think people were willing to forgive him. Oh, and and I was the same last last week. I I scored him positive points because it how much he worked his hole off. And I I said I absolutely loved him and his, it was his number nine now. As you know? a striker, he's there to score goals. I and I think I brought this up, it, it might have been three or four pods ago, mm. I said to you, he did this last year, he got out of the blocks fast last year again, and then he had a slump, you know, and it took him a bit of time to get back into the team. Yeah. And he actually came on more once you bang and man came into the team and gave him uh, sorry there was also the thing with the knee injury and he had to go and have the scraping and we had the feeling he'd maybe been carrying that for the season but the other part of that was you bang and man came into the team and it gave him the boot up the ass that he needed to reassert himself i just think it's time now that he went to the bench that you bang a man got three or four games so do i and if you bang a man starts banging in the goals and starts building up great relationships with the guys around win, him. Win-win. Fantastic. And then, and you know, then, and then means, we if need... If that means that I get my front three of you bang a man, Awobi, and Welbeck, yeah. then I'd be happy. And, I mean, we'll go into this later on, but, I mean, I wouldn't be unhappy with that against well, Liverpool. On, but on we'll, form... We will, but we will, we will, get, we will get there because... I, I, I need to say it, otherwise I may forget. On form... I'd like to see your banging man nine, Welbs left wing, and I'd actually see Mkhitaryan come back on the right. That's what I'd like to see. But we'll well, we'll, we will we will go through. We that. will. Okay, Toby. So you're negative three. Who did you have, and why? Alex Awobi. I thought he was the worst player on the pitch by a stretch. Hmm. I know someone else who got stuck into Awobi once. And uh, people told him, give the guy a break, man. Give him a break. <laughs> that wasn't me, was it? <laughs> uh, yeah, it might have been. Look, Toby, I felt I felt really heavily vindicated in in how hard I went at him last week. Yeah. I, I felt really vindicated in it because I thought it was something that was pretty obvious. I didn't think that this performance and the performance against Leicester were that different. It's just that the team came into it more and Leicester opened up. So, look, I, 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 I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I gave Awobi negative one only because of the fact that I thought Lacazette was worse than him and only because of 
who I gave my negative three to. So yeah. my negative three, as much as it hurt me, I gave it to Mustafi. Okay. Yeah. And I, I did it for a reason because I feel like as much as if your primary role as a striker is to score goals, why you gave your positive three to you banger man yeah. and affect moments in the game. Yeah, your primary role is to not fuck up and give away goals. <laughs> That's a tough I, thought your primary, I thought your primary role wasn't to jump three feet off the ground with your legs spread like a cheap hua. Yeah. And take out and take out the large, lanky, dark skinned man in front of you so badly mm. that he goes up in the air. It was the most uncontentious, non fucking ungivable oh, penalty. I, he didn't even appeal on the planet. He didn't even appeal. Yeah, I know. It's like Mustafi just did it and he looked up the play. He's like, come on, man. He, he didn't like, even bother. Like, come on. What are you like, doing? Come on, give it. Why are you waiting? Let's just get on with it. Put the ball in the net, man. I mean, it was such a bad penalty. They, the keeper should have even been there for the penalty. The keeper should yeah, have been Yeah, like, no, that's right. The, like, keep, the, like the keeper should have actually been removed. Work. It should have been an open goal. It was such a stone wall that, yeah, we didn't even have a right. And I actually thought yeah. that that I wonder in Mustafi's head if he goes home, and I don't know whether he's got a wife, whether he's got children, whether he's got a dog, but I wonder if he got home and just sat in his favourite chair in a dark room you know, with classical music playing like something deep and, and dark like And German preferably. Like Bach. Yeah, yeah, oh, well it's all German, mate. Bach like wasn't German. Bach. Bach was yeah he was. Oh, Austrian. Yeah. I think a lot of it was Austrian. Mm. Anyway, I just wondered whether or not Mustafi went home and sat in a chair and listened to classical music and just sobbed. Like, yeah. oh no, I've done it again. Yeah. Yeah. They are all going to make fun of me <laughs> yeah, well, when I go to the colony. No, no, well, fair enough. Fair enough. You know, and I think I, I think all it, of these it, things... It pained there. me because without that, I think he maybe gets a, a, a positive three for me or a, or, oh, or at he, least a he, positive he was two up for there. me. He was borderline. He was borderline. And I actually thought he was really good and he reacted to it afterwards. And I tried so hard not to give him negative three. Mm. And to give someone else negative three. Yeah. But when it came down to it, I was just like, the sheer fucking stupidity yeah. of what you've done. I know people said he might have been unsighted and he might have done this and he might have mm. done that. But in your own box, in that much congestion, if you go to ground like that, anyone around... With a player who contact, isn't even facing goal. Yeah, anyone around, any contact, anything... Yeah, it, 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 like for Mustafi, I'd almost rather that if Mustafi doesn't put in that challenge and they score, and Kuate swivels on it and smashes it in, I don't think anyone comes back and goes, "Fuck Mustafi, you fucked up there." Yeah, but instead, like maybe he tried to take one for the team. Like, don't worry about it, guys. I'll take this one. I've got this. <laughs> I've got this. I make it so it's nobody else's problem but mine. <laughs> it was awful. I gave him negative three. Yeah. It, and he made it so it was really difficult for me not to give him negative points. Yeah. I didn't really have anyone else who I thought warranted negative points. You know, usually you've got like a, a group of maybe four or five. Mm. Mate, this week, honestly, those were the guys who who stood out for me. You know, uh, Awobi, Lacazette, Mustafi... 
I think we picked the same three guys just in different orders. So mm. it's obviously something that's that's gone on there. Mm. Uh, the big one, Toby. The big, big one is coming up next week. What night and can we watch it together? Uh, last time you and I watched a game together, we got so fucking drunk and stoned. <laughs> I I've forgotten what I've forgotten what game that was. We got really drunk. It was the Spurs really game, baked, and you were and ate about eighty five thousand packets of chips and semi hot fucking meat pies bought from the service. No, that wasn't that wasn't that time. I don't think I don't know. I don't think we did go on a Seven Eleven run. I think I think this time was when I had that amazing bush weed that you know like I I can't smoke anymore because it. It fucks me up, but that that didn't really fuck you up, and you got all overexcited and started fucking packing in fucking green pipes. And <laughs> I'd been saving this stuff and nurturing it. You know, it would have lasted me for over a year. You know, just the Hell odd, the and you and in the morning there was like full buds on the. You were <laughs> completely fucked, and were like slapping me and punching me and being a total fuck. Anyway. Anyway, uh, we will probably we will probably edit that out. Nah, I'll probably leave it in. I'll leave some of it in. Anyway, I don't know based on based on past experiences of watching football with you whether or not it's wise for well, us to watch. What, what night is it on? Uh, let me just check. Let me check when for Australian time. I'm free as a bird, bitch. I've got four days off this oh, week. Oh, I think this is... Uh, no, I think this one is England times. So it's a Sunday game, which means we're going to get it if it's a 4.30 kickoff in England. No, we'll get it super late. We'll get it super late. We'll get it after midnight. All right, fine. Fine. Anyway, into the Liverpool game, Toby. Probably the biggest game that's coming up. The game that we've all been looking forward to, not necessarily been looking forward to it as in excitement, but definitely looking forward to as a marker to allow us to see what level we're at. Yep. Moving forward. Um, what are your thoughts on it before we go into team lineups and who we think is going to play and how we're going to play? I started before and I said I'd really like to see. It's tempting to go with Lacazette because of the hard work, but I on on performance, I'd like to see your banging man up front. That guy on the left, a la Alec Ferguson, you know, semi-finals Champions League. I know I always go on about it, but like doing a job at both ends of the pitch, keeping possession, you know, he's a big unit. Great in tight spaces, great on the break. Let's play him. Um, it's tempting to play a Wobi. Oh, should we do a Wobi and Welps, even though a Wobi's had a couple of genderless horses? Uh, mate, it's up to you. It's your team. Mm. It's who you want to play. I would like to play fucking Ramsey on the right. Um, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going Ramsey on the right. Then what? Get him all fired up, all fired up, not playing. Yep, and play him on the right. Fuck yeah, because Mikatarian's not been great. All right, and yep, I'm gonna do it. 
I'm going to do it. Um, and he can protect Licksteiner because I think he's going to play a little bit. Um, so we're going to go Xhaka, Torreira, Mineral or Kalasinac. Let's hope Mineral's back. Socrates is going to come in um, and Holding will play. I think Mustafi will finally get the boot. Um, and then Licksteiner will play because I've got zero hope Bellerin will be in the team. And uh, Look, I, I think we need to make the assumption that Bellerin's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just because we don't know anything. I was just then, I was just flicking through news, and there's yeah. nothing out there yeah. saying anything about the injury. So. Yeah. And I think Leno's going to play because um, um, Czech has been named to start tonight. So... Uh, uh, so I think there's no doubt they're going to play. Look, for Arsenal, it's all about what system we go out and play in because we know what system Liverpool are going to play in. We know they're going to come at us in a 4-3-3. I mean, personnel-wise, they don't change a massive amount personnel-wise, but you would think, knowing how shoddy our defence is, you would assume Liverpool, would the game plan would be to come at us in the first half an hour. I mean, for any team now, home or away, that would be the game plan, is get at Arsenal early, get on top of them early. I think especially if you've got Lichsteiner back there. Look, if Monreal or Kalasinac aren't ready and you've got Granite back there and Lichsteiner back there, expect a fucking cricket score, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, no, it will expect be. Expect a cricket score. It'll be fucked. Yeah. So I, what I'm going to do is just to do this, I'm going to base it on the fact that I don't think Bellerin's going to play, but I think Monreal's going to play. Okay. Right. So Leno will keep his spot. I do not believe Czech's going to get back into the team until Leno fucks up. No, no. Leno does. So. I just think that's the way Emery is. Yeah. Right. The same way as I don't think that. The same way as I don't think that Leno would have ever got into the team had Czech's hamstring not have gone pink. Yeah. So that's just my, my starting point. I think it is more likely that Socrates and Holding will get a run together than Mustafi to get a run again, though I would not be surprised if it was Mustafi holding for continuity. Okay, yeah. Right, I just wouldn't be surprised if that had happened Holding's a young defender. I think with young defenders, partnerships are important, and at least they've had three or four full games to be able to work out some kind of a partnership. So in making the assumption that Monreal is going to play, I am then making the assumption, obviously, that it's a Xhaka Torreira midfield. Yep. I'm also playing Urzel. Because I think that this mentality that Ozil needs to be in for some games and not in for some games, I, I'm I'm not such a big buyer of that at the moment because I think Ozil can now play two different roles. No, Ozil plays. Play connect- yeah. yeah, I think he can play a connective role, and I also like now this year that Ozil's actually dropping deeper and providing an extra man in midfield and providing release balls to move people beyond. So I'm quite happy with that as well. I would like to see Welbeck play. And that's not just my Welbeck horn. That's me genuinely believing that I think the harder work, being more secure, covering a little bit more, and providing something of a, a, a physical dominance and maybe an outball for Arsenal yeah. is going to be yeah. really important. Yeah. 
Yeah. My issue is, the position I have issue with is I really do kind of feel off the left, it's Welbeck or Awobi. Yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of Welbs off the right. I don't mind the idea of Welbeck playing central, having you bang a man off the right and Awobi off the left. Because Welbeck will interchange with people. Yeah. So maybe that front three in, in, a, in a more fluid... Oh, yeah. You, outcome, yeah, you could have... Welbeck central over right and a Wobie on the left. I don't, I actually don't mind that. I actually don't mind that. I'm sticking with my guns, but yeah, I don't mind that. Anyway, so I really don't dislike that front three. The reason why, even though I've been shitting on a Wobie a little bit lately, I like the idea of trying to get him and Welbeck into the team is I think that they will work both sides of the ball, and I think there's a good amount of physicality there. Mm. So, big and small of it, in whatever formation for those front three, that's the front three I like. I quite like the idea of pulling Lacazette off the bench if it's not going for us or if it's time, because it gives us the option then of of playing both. What I actually think is most likely going to happen is I actually think you're more likely to see a Mkhitaryan, Lacazette, and Aubameyang front three. That's what I think is more likely to happen. It's not what I'd like to see, but it's what I think is more likely to happen. But if I had my way, I would have some kind of a front three involving a Wobie, Welbeck, and you bang a man. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Now, keeping those caveats in mind, Toby, that we don't think Bellerin's playing, we think Monreal's playing, therefore we think Shaq will play in the midfield. Yeah. Can I have a prediction of score? 3-2 Liverpool. Yeah, I, I look. I've got three-one to Liverpool, and I've actually, I, I, I actually think that we're probably going to ship two early goals and then get and one then back. back. Yeah, yeah, get one back, and then I think maybe we 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 might get done a bit. Mm. Really, for me, it's about whether this could be a good draw up. if we get it. Well, if you look at the 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 top four or top five kind of a mini league or whatever it is. I would be happy if out of those 10 games within the top five, if out of those 10 games we picked up one win, four draws. Yeah. Like for me, that would be amazing. If we can draw with Liverpool at home, draw with Tottenham at home, draw with Man U at home, I I think those would all be really good results. Then maybe if we can pinch a win somewhere else and keep beating the guys below us in the table... Mm. I think that might be the best case scenario for this year while Emery does have these defensive deficiencies. Yeah. And I also think now we've realised so much as well. It's so heavily reliant on on injuries in the positions where we're weak not being ubiquitous. Mm. Mm. You know, we can take an injury up front. If your banger man goes down, we can take an injury there. If Lacazette goes down, we can take an injury. Even to an extent, if Ozil goes down, we can take an injury. If Xhaka goes down, we can take an injury. I'm not saying that we're going to be at our strongest with these injuries, but we're able to take them. Centre-backs, wide-backs, we're fucked. Well, we always knew that with our with our depletion. I don't think we're short with full-backs. I think a cover for each is fine. I, I think... Definitely our centre-backs, we're short on. But let's hope Koscielny will make a difference. 
Anyway, listeners, I guess that brings us to the end of this podcast. Sorry if it's a bit lumpy and bumpy at the moment kind of time and life is conspiring to give us some pretty tired days to start recording the podcast. Um, I'm sure we're going to have a really big, really bad podcast coming at you for after the Liverpool game. Look, Toby and I have both predicted losses in true Toby and Max fashion. <laughs> we can only hope that the complete opposite is what happens. 5-0 to the Arsenal. Uh, hat-trick to your banger man. Hat-trick of assists to Ozil. Um, Mustafi hits a pile driver from 45 yards. And uh, Genduzi scores with his hair. It could all happen. I, I would more likely a Mustafi header from across because he's pretty good like that. But yeah, very, very possible, very possible. Thanks for bringing it back to earth. So, guys, from us here at the Ars Brothers, good night. We'll see you after the Liverpool game. Cheers. Good night.